This is JD. Hello, JD. This is Patty Popcorn, and you are listening to Old Dirty Benches. And that's benches because we're classy and we don't say bad words. <laughs> yeah, not. <laughs> so, this podcast is uh, essentially where we're going to be talking about white collar crime. And then um, we will also be having like a movie corner. Uh, in and general, the dog barking yeah. sometimes. <laughs> she's mad that she can't come up here um our podcast is uh dedicated to humorous discussions regarding crimes of the powerful uh white collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions where they have the opportunity uh to commit these kind of crimes those crimes can include insider trading fraud tax evasion bribery price fixing and of course corruption We'll discuss real cases, um, any related articles, maybe other podcasts, uh, documentaries, movies that we've watched related to the crime. Boy. Patty. Yes. Present. <laughs> Present. Present. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this quick question. Oh, boy. I'm ready. So going back to the Lorena Bobbitt discussion we were having briefly briefly our sound check uh what do you remember from that whole situation um well that he was like abusive yes or so she said and that finally one night she just snapped he might have even forced her to have sex but i'm not really sure it's been a while and i didn't really care but that she snapped and she cut off his penis and then <laughs> took it for a car ride and like threw it in a field or something. And can I just say, who hasn't wanted to do that? <laughs> okay. Did I get it? Actually, you did really good. Okay. Uh, so and then he like got it reattached and did porn. Or he did. Something. Dude. Barf. Wow, man. Yeah. When hey, I went around asking. I read People magazine. <laughs> not really my go-to for all things news um people you're amazing because that was way before facebook yes but yeah um i remember this being televised uh the whole situation oh, it was like a big fucking deal oh because all the dudes were yeah. cringing around do the you world. remember the, the guys getting interviewed when this was happening and they were like she oh. cut off his dick. And I was like, why did she do it? That was my first question. Um, he deserved it would be my answer. Well, but, you know. The media was kind of making it sound like he had an affair and she got mad, so she chopped it off. But your recollection is actually what happened. All right. Yes. I can't remember why I go to the grocery store, but I can remember <laughs> why Lorraine Bobbitt... There's off a penis. A documentary on Amazon that's done really well. It's called oh, yeah, Arena. I think I've seen it. Have you seen no, it? I haven't seen the documentary, but I've seen it in the queue okay. or whatever. Yeah. I would say watch it. Um, if you have some extra time. <laughs> if you're mad at your spouse or something. <laughs> uh it's very it talks about the abuse that she suffered leading up to what happened that night. Um he raped her, uh quite wow, a few times I got a lot of it right yes um and he raped her that night um 
she got she out of it. Sounds like a peach. I don't know. Yeah. Uh they were looking to separate and um I'm sure she, she was looking harder than him, but Yeah, she didn't have a lot of money, so they were still living together at the mm-hmm. time. Um and this is why he came I home say, drunk. Don't let someone else have total control over you. Oh, have yeah. your own money. Yes. Be able to take care of yourself. Don't limit your options, people. Yeah. Um, and he, of course, raped her. She gets up. She's angry. She's hurt. Um, goes into the kitchen and then sees the knife and goes back and, and snaps. Cuts off the weapon, right? The weapon. Uh, she should have bagged it. And for evidence. To, to your point, <laughs> she got in a car. She still had the the butcher knife in her hand. She's got blood all over her. Um, and Was he sleeping? When uh, she he, he was passed out no. at the time so when she like went in there. Yeah, because he, okay. uh, he had had some to drink um, and then got home. Uh, and then she threw his penis out the window, out the car window, and it landed in a field. In a field. Yeah. Um, Imagine that. You're walking your dog. <laughs> My dog would for sure eat it. <laughs> His favorite thing is like petrified frogs. I'm like, gross! Stop <laughs> it! Frog. And Dude, I have that to literally nasty. fight him to get him to spit it out. So I can only imagine how horrific that would be. Uh, well, she called 911. <laughs> the police officers started scouring the area of where she said she dropped it uh-huh. um and they did find it and they did reattach it Great. so then the trial comes and um she her defense strategy was uh an insanity um irresistible impulse so uh i was kind of going around and talking to people about this because um you know we're looking at it and uh Having said all that, right, because she had battered women's syndrome, which was Uh a big thing during that time frame. Right. Um, The burning bed. A domestic violence. Yes, the burning bed. A domestic violence victim um, probably suffers from some PTSD. For sure. She was traumatized in the immediate moment. Um, Some people were making the argument that she knew what she was doing. She knew it was wrong. Why didn't she leave, et cetera. Um, So... Having said that, what do you think? Do I think it was insanity? Well, not guilty by reason of insanity because oh. of the irresistible impulse situation. Well. And the legal standard for that. Well, that's the thing. Like, sometimes what's legal and what's right are not the same. You know <laughs> what I'm there saying? there you have it, people. You know what I'm saying, though? No, I'm with you. Like, well, I, again, not everything is black and white. And I mean, I don't, when you're mentally abused for any length of time, I, I wouldn't say you're insane, but you're definitely like coming from a place of fight or flight. Yeah. When she was mentally and physically abused. So, I mean, he raped her. I mean, again, like, I don't know. I think she'd probably benefit more from having like mental um, therapy and whatnot than being in prison. 
which she did get counseling and then ultimately was released. Um, and she lives in Virginia okay, now. Well, good. Well, uh, sad. And by the, the way, part. after all this happened, <laughs> ex-husband John Bobbitt continued to write her love letters what? afterwards. Oh, yeah, dude. You should watch that documentary. Okay. It's actually really good. I think really I good. might get mad, though. Um, Mad at him, probably. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because he's a dick still to this day. And it makes me mad, too, when people say, why don't you leave? Like, fuck off. Yeah. You don't know. No, you don't. You don't know unless you've been there. And um, stop judging people. God, I hate that. Yeah. So, see, I'm getting riled up and I'm just don't discussing it. Don't fucking say that anymore. <laughs> Don't. Why didn't like, you Like, it's always easy Don't when it's shit. not you. Yeah. And you're not there. 100%. Okay? So stop it. People always think they know what they're going to do in a situation right? until they but end up don't. in a situation. You don't. And you don't know. And you don't have all the variables and uh, you don't know what that person was brought up in. You just don't know, people. Mm-hmm. You're no better than anyone else. So 100%. Keep in your, stay in your lane. <laughs> yes, stay in your lane, damn it. Having said that, we're getting ready to talk about white collar crime. Yeah, ooh, this is a good one. <laughs> this is a juicy one. And the reason why I wanted to do this is because it's kind of like a crossover into full-on murder. Oh, Jesus, dude. First off, this chick is whack. <laughs> well, I'd say was because she passed yeah, away. Yeah, she's... And no poutine for her. Oh, yeah, rest in poutine. Nope. <laughs> no poutine for R.I.P. you. R.I.P. R.I.P. Sante. <laughs> no, uh, straight up, like, when you brought her up to me, I was like, who's Sante Kimes? So then I look her up, and I'm like, hmm, okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> this bitch is crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, along the same lines of the Lorena Bobbitt, when I was watch- re-watching the Mary Tyler Moore yeah. movie of the week on yes. this Shantae The Kyle. Lifetime movie? Yeah. <laughs> was that what it was? I think it was a Lifetime. It was old, nevertheless. Oh, creepy. Uh, I really felt bad for her son. Like, that kid had been mentally fucked with his whole life. Yeah. So it's sort of the same thing. Like, was he... I mean, of course he did do horrible things. Yes. But... Would he, had he not grown up with this crazy bitch? I think that's an interesting question um, because uh, in watching a lot of the documentaries and then, and we'll talk a little bit about it once we get into like the meat and potatoes of this story and it's rotten meat and potatoes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Eat a salad, people. (laughs) Don't have the meat and potatoes because they're not good. Um. Yeah, Kenny, I actually really felt bad because I don't think he had a chance. Not with this no, woman. No, not at all. Um, you I know, mean, the other brother's normal, seemingly. Yeah, but I think um, he... And he was like, peace. I'm leaving. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with you two. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was able to get from out under her thumb. And go live with his dad. But she had a weird relationship with Kenny. Yeah. Like a unhealthy attachment. Yes. To say the least. Yeah. Um, have you seen Mommy Dearest, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Read the book, saw the movie. I've Yes. Um, if you don't know that movie, it's a throwback to Jill some of Crawford. the... Yes. Cindy mm-hmm. <laughs> Not Cindy Crawford, I- Joan Crawford, <laughs> older. Joan Crawford. I, I started to say Cindy, and I, I caught know. myself. Um, <laughs> yes, Joan Crawford. Uh, 
If you don't know that story from way back in the day, look it up. Um, She was known to have been abusive to her. (laughs) She had a thing with wire hangers. Fucking A, dude. That movie was crazy. Yeah, Faye Dunaway was Um, awesome. Yes, amazing in that movie. My mom had me watch it. And then she (laughs) would get. She's like, I don't like wire hangers either. (laughs) She'd get mad at me when I would be like, Mommy dearest. (laughs) How dare you? She'd be like, don't you say that. I'd be like, I'm just kidding, Mom. Um, So. (laughs) Uh, But this lady's scary. Uh, I have seen a picture of her. It was when she snuck into Ford's little party that he was having. Um, Are you talking about Shantae Kimes now? Yes. Okay. Uh, Sorry, forget the Mommy Dearest. (laughs) Not Mommy Dearest, sorry. Uh, Yeah, we're talking about Miss Kimes. She Um, was just a fucking grifter from the get-go. Dude, con artist through and through, like, from the beginning, basically. Psychopath. Um, So let's talk about the dragon lady, because that's uh, how some people refer to her. She's scary. We're going to put that out there. Um, I've... Ever since I started doing the research on her, like looking her up, uh, watching like multiple interviews and documentaries on her. She made it on Larry King. Yes. She was on Larry <laughs> King. Um, I would say, and I, I don't know if she's ever been examined or diagnosed or whatever. She could be a psychopath. Total. I Fucking think a. so. Um, so she was born July 24th, 1934 in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Um, she was one of four kids and was East Indian and Irish descent. Um, so she grew up on a farm for a short period of time during her adolescence with her siblings. And I watched a documentary where her sister was being interviewed and talked about that time. Um, she basically said that her and her mom were scared of her. Uh, so from an early age, apparently Something she wasn't right. Something wasn't right. And they do talk about that she was molested as a child. Um, and uh, it sounded like by one of her brothers oh. and and then potentially uh, like a stepfather. So whether or not any of that's true, that's basically what what she her that's sister, what sister said? what the sister had said. She also said that she had a habit of torturing the animals on oh, the farm. That's a total psychopath. Yes. Serial killer usually. Yeah. So uh once I started hearing that I was like Which is weird from a girl. Yeah. That's usually a dude. Yeah. They said usually that she was a white dude too. <laughs> saying <laughs> they were saying she was extremely manipulative. Total. Um, would bully the kids at school. She had a lot of behavior problems. Uh, she just was a bad seed. Yes. <laughs> uh, from the get-go. So you could probably argue that that some of what happened to her, the trauma or abuse, may have contributed to that. But it also sounds like... She, she just came out. She came out bad, maybe. Right. I don't know. Um, so she... Ends up in a foster uh, care home and uh, spends some time as an orphan as well for a little while. Because her, I think her dad kind of takes off at some point and then her mom is unable to take care well, of the kids. Like, Peace, you're scary. You go. <laughs> it kind of sounded like that a little bit. Like, get out of here. Like, you're a handful. I can't. Yeah, I can't deal with you. Um, Did so, it say how old she was when she left home? 
Um, I think there might be, and it it was hard because some there were some websites out there. Um, but she it was has hard. her own Facebook page. She does like a like a was it like a fan page? It looked like, but I didn't want to click on it because I, I did. Was, did you? Yeah. What did you see? It was just like um, links to interviews that she had done and so. like different movies made about her that she likes watching and shit i don't know that's a sign of arrogance and egotistical character traits (laughs) very strange Um, i was like this bitch has a facebook yeah i seen it i didn't want to click on it because i was like that i did 100 (laughs) percent. i was like what's on here is she actually posting stuff but she wasn't okay somebody else maybe was posting a fan page which is weird i'm not a fan no same (laughs) like why would you oh god yeah she's not good um so she was adopted in seventh grade and then moved to carson city um and she lived with her uh adopted parents there and um had more behavior problems in school go figure um yeah she didn't just turn good that's weird no (laughs) (laughs) um and And they were like i immediately regret this decision uh, dude yeah but what do you do though especially back then you're probably like back (laughs) like the pound oh my Um, god this is working out I have to go back to work now. She's not getting along with our pets. Yeah. We'd like to get rid of her, please. Mm. Um, she killed one. <laughs> yeah. That would be problematic. <laughs> um, so I read that she married her high school sweetheart um, at the time when she was in high school there, but then divorced him three months later. Okay. Well, they yeah, give it yeah. a go. It was um, a try. It was like a Kardashian try, but, you know, hey. Yeah, Things dude. just don't work out, okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of shit about her as far as, like, fraud goes and sort of the white-collar crimes that you normally see. Right. She was in it. Oh, yeah. I, like, all the time. Correct. Like, compulsive. Yes. Nonstop. She was always looking for a way to con somebody or steal shit or fraud. Um, you know, I seen where she would burn houses down to collect the insurance right. money. She opened credit cards under other people's names um, or false names and racketed up all this debt. Um, so then she marries another high school friend. And this is where she has her first child. So Kent Walker. Um, and this is before she, I think, goes out to L.A. in 1956. Uh-huh. But um, he, I believe, was like a contractor and uh, built houses and stuff like that. Oh, just like the Kimes guy? Yes. He was a so, too. yeah. So she um, and he made good money. And for a period of it's time. Enough. Yes. For a period of time, she was happy. But what I understand she was doing during that time was um, she was burning his houses down. And then collecting the insurance. So, <laughs> dude, it was crazy when I was, like, reading all this stuff on her. And yeah. I was like, if you're married to that. Uh, what? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Yeah. You know, um, at some point he divorces her because it's not working out. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> um, and then I did read somewhere that she may have become a sex worker and committed some theft there. Uh, she eventually meets Kenneth Kimes, who is the millionaire that you were referring to. Right. Um, and totally they have 
like premeditates hooking up with him and yeah like she 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 totally planned it out hunted him basically yes. basically yeah she's kind of looking for somebody so who's got on, lots dudes. of money let's be a little bit smarter <laughs> <laughs> well and from what i was reading is he didn't want to marry her um now he was fine having a relationship with her and living in the same house together. Living in sin. Yes. Um, common law sort of relationship. Uh, and they end up having a son together who's Kenny. Okay. Um, I guess I didn't know that was his dad. Yes. That was his, that oh, was actually his well, dad. Kenny and Kenny makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. Um, they have a very weird inappropriate relationship enmeshment doesn't even begin to cover <laughs> what was going on there yeah um somehow she gets her millionaire husband in on some of her cons that she does so one of her first publicized ones which is kind of funny when you like look and read at it or uh, read at it read it you're like uh, <laughs> She, I'm just going to go read out this book. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in late 1971, her and Kenneth come up with a scheme to make some money um, from the bicentennial uh, American Revolution by selling posters and bumper stickers. Um, it reportedly gets approval from the Bicentennial Commission. Somehow they get enough clout through this whole con that they're doing. They actually buy off on it, even though it was never sanctioned by them in the first place. Um, Sante in 1972 used its letterhead for press releases in which she extolled that Kenneth as the honorary Bicentennial Ambassador ambassador of the United States of America. Um has been recognized by heads of state and the United Nations and given recognition for his contributions among the world of school children. So they sold these products underneath the guise that it was for that organization. Well, but they were just taking the money. And it was bullshit, yeah. But they were keeping the money. Um, so that's like one of her better known cons that she pulled off with the help of her husband. Huh. Because yeah. in the show, they made him seem like he's kind of innocent. Um, I I think she took the blame for some of it, but no, I think he was, it was kind of... Well, water seeks its own levels. So. Correct. Yes. So I think he was in on some of it. How much he like participated is kind of unknown. Cloudy. Because he's dead at this point. Um, <laughs> rest in Rest poutine. in poutine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, first son, Kent, um, goes to live with his dad because at this point he realizes there's something wrong with his mom. Yeah. He, he can't put up with her shit anymore. Right. And that was and between. That's what saves him. Yeah, basically. I think that helped him to kind of get his shit together and, and not get pulled into her crap. That happened between like 1976, 1977. So, around 1985, um, Sante's like, living the high life now with her millionaire husband. Ooh. Whoa, doggies. They didn't like that part. Nice. Um, they're, they have several houses. Some, I think, are like in oh, Hawaii yeah, or Maui or something. Like, uh, Caribbean. Yeah, like all over the Mexico. place. Mexico. Yeah. Um, she wanted for nothing. He basically doted on her. It was not enough. It wasn't enough. 
Um, so she hires help to clean her houses, right? Of course. And uh, actually develops a slave trade type thing in her household. Right. Which to me was fucking crazy when you right? read about this straight. Yeah, she's like threatening to deport people. Yeah, she won't she pay them. Grabs them off the streets yeah. of like Mexico. She's just like an all around good girl, Jesus, right? Dude, no, fuck no. She's like an evil person. <laughs> I know, like, who would even think to do that? Oh my God, I kept reading and it was just getting worse and worse right. Like as I was digging into her. Yeah, she just um, was not good from, again from day one. Uh, she would like bring him into her house and promise to pay a really good salary and offer him a better life. So that's how she got him in there. And then, um, and then oh, you're not leaving. No. I'm not paying you anything. Correct. They would be doing stuff around the house for her and she would not pay them. She would... Um, Walk them up in their rooms in the house. They couldn't leave to go anywhere. Yeah. It was said she it was, was very Handmaid's Tale. Oh God, she was torturing them. She made them work nonstop. Um, they they were like a slave in her house. But um, then when she got caught, she was like, "Oh, this is a misunderstanding." Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Her and her husband were basically arrested because one of them actually escapes right. and gets away and goes to authorities. And starts telling them, like, everything that's been happening. And, of course, they go and bust in. And they see, oh, like, they figure out that it's true. And they fucking arrested them. And they were being held in jail. Um, and she fucking goes to prison. Uh, so, basically, what I was reading, there was a criminal compl- a complaint which accused a couple of beating and imprisoning um, the housekeepers Uh at various locations, one of them being Hawaii. Um, one of the women alleged she was not allowed to use a telephone or write to anyone and was never paid for her services. Another uh, worker, domestic worker, slave, I don't know how else to put it, reported being burned with an iron. She was deprived of personal papers and not paid for any of her work. Right. They would keep their passport or whatever. So they would be stuck for real. Or threatened to go to immigration Immigration, and they would be deported. Um, Another employee alleged that she was held at the residence against her will and was not allowed to communicate with anyone, was not paid, and was physically abused. Um, And then that's when the uh, one employee gets out and um, escapes the house. Uh, a fourth employee supposedly disappeared in June um, from the residence in Santa Ana. Uh, told a relative on July 31st that she was working long hours, but it was not getting paid and was not allowed to talk to people outside of the residence or use the telephone. Um, but she disappeared. And from what I could tell from what I read, nobody's located her ever. That's so not good. I don't know. Um, might be another missing body. I mean, it could be. Yeah. Uh, when I was reading up on her, they were talking about like there have been other people that have gone missing that she associated with, but they nothing. It was it. like poof, they're gone. That's it. So, um, essentially, she gets arrested. She goes to trial, and um, her husband gets released. Her uh, common law husband, I should say. Um. And she gets five years in prison. So it's during this time that her husband, um, Kenneth, raises Kenny. 
And uh, from what I've seen in the other documentaries and the interviews, they were basically saying that Kenny was fine during that time. Right. He went to he high school. Like normal. Yes. He had a normal life that he was leading. Um, he had friends. They said he was outgoing. Um, totally different person than when he was around his right, mother. She was poisonous. Yeah. So she gets out of prison and, and goes back up. Goes back to live with Kenneth and her son Kenny in the house, um, which I was. I thought, okay, well, here we go. He's not gonna have. He can't get away from her now, like yeah. you know. And she's like, oh, we're gonna move away from all your friends and yeah, your girlfriend because I'm jealous because I'm a weirdo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's during this time uh, that Kenneth actually passes away mm-hmm. um he dies he and, escaped you mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically and i think i was uh when i was watching certain documentaries and reading and stuff um i believe she was upset because he didn't leave her right he a wasn't. lot of the estate he didn't put will. her in the will yes so she basically so that was a big f you on the way out yeah. <laughs> it was good while it lasted <laughs> And what are you going to do done. now? <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, Kenny was off at college in Santa Barbara. Um, and then, of course, uh, Kenny Sr. dies in 1994. Um, but she gets upset because she doesn't have any money. And she calls Kenny back. She says, you need to leave college. I, I need help. I can't do this on my own. So Kenny does. Um Kenny. Older son goes by the name Kenny. I know. Anyway, older son Kent was like, "Please, I want nothing to do with you. You're horrible." (laughs) Um, and it was during this time too that uh, a couple other individuals went missing. Um, David um, Kasdan, he went missing. He was a friend of the family, and from what I understand, uh. He had helped them get a mortgage for a house, and um, she turned around and, like, basically remortgaged it under his name and then kept the money. I think it was, like, 200000 200, how, how? Again, I can't be a criminal because I don't know how. I know. <laughs> well, like, he, he When you get it. a mortgage, you have to show so much paperwork. Yes. How? Well, and then... And this was during a time before uh, they had done all those changes oh. to the regulations, too. So it was a lot easier back then Just to, to sign someone's name and yes. call it good. Yeah. But David figured it out. He actually confronted her and then he went missing. <laughs> Don't do that, David. <laughs> well, I think rest in poutine to him, yeah. too. <laughs> rest in poutine, man. Um. And then there was also uh, a banker named Saeed Ahmed. Uh, He actually went missing, I think, in the Cayman Islands. Um, He was supposed to meet them, her and Kenny, for dinner one night um, to talk about finances. Because there was some bank accounts that her um, now deceased uh, common law husband, Kenneth, had over there. So they were trying to get access to the money. Well, the banker, Saeed, was supposed to meet them that night. But he goes missing. To this day... They've never been charged for um, his uh-huh. murder or anything, and I Did they believe get the money. I believe they've never discovered his body or anything. So, huh. 
Yeah, Saeed. Well, they're good at hiding bodies, obviously. Yeah, rest in poutine, Saeed. Um, Dang, there's a lot of poutine in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of fraud and killing going right? on, Right? She's just horrible. Dude, it was like she stepped up her game after she got out of prison and was like, you know what? These <laughs> She learned her lesson. These people can get free and tell on me. I've got to get rid of them. Right. So, and then she was mistaken thinking if there's no body, there's no murder charge. But we know that's not true. Yeah, correct. Um, so uh, David ends up missing. They kind of disappear together. The two duo who, uh, to your point, Patty, have some weird relationship going on because she's got this hold over little Kenny. Yeah, creepy. Um like and a boyfriend-girlfriend thing. Yeah. Uh, even when you watch the interviews, people look these up because they're kind of weird, um, the way they kind of touch each other. And it's just a little Behave. bit much. Yeah. yeah it's strange. Um, and even the well, movie. She was like in an incestual relationship, so it makes sense that she would pass yeah, that on. She would be higher risk to... Um, do something like that right. and in the mary tyler moore movie they make it like more exaggerated and um it's just kind of creepy it grosses yeah. you out a little bit um so they go to they escape to new york um and this is where they uh, start looking for somebody else who's got money who's rich right. they hatch the plan yes they hatch a plan they find irene silverman mm-hmm. um cutest little lady uh when i seen the picture of her i was like oh (laughs) poor irene man she had no idea what was happening um so she was a widow um she was a ballerina she was also a former radio city music hall rocket um and she had been married to somebody who was also rich um and who had passed away so she had some property that included this big house in new york city and uh she was a socialite she liked having people over to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a lot of friends. She was just a prime victim for these guys. Yeah. Basically, somebody that um, they could take advantage of. And uh, she liked renting out the rooms in her house. So, because she liked the company. <laughs> it was like Airbnb before. Basically, yeah. Before um, that was the thing. Yep. Uh, I guess the rooms went for about $6,000. And... Um, she uh yeah, that's pretty good it's a lot of money <laughs> for then too yeah for then yeah it's a lot of money so this um unknown guy shows up uh who's uh posing as i think his name was manny or something like that but it's really kenny it's, right it's the son he's supposedly a friend of a mutual friend yeah he's not yeah nope liar. he's a con artist um and he shows up with cash six thousand dollars and uh, normally, Irene is really good about asking for references. She's got a whole application process. But because he shows up with $6,000 cash. And they're a mutual friend, supposedly. Yes. She's she, like, oh, you're fine. She and agrees. And he's white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that every time. <laughs> she agrees to rent to him. And um, her friends basically say that she was uncomfortable, though, from the beginning because he rubbed her the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, Hello. Spidey (laughs) sense. (laughs) Don't do it. I know. Um, And she she would. And he was fucking creepy. Yeah. And they Um, were totally like predatory. Well, you know, when you look at earlier pictures of him. 
He looks just, he looks like a normal kid. I know, but like the way they acted, like I was spying through the people. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that was the case or not, but. I feel like, yes. When you see him, pictures of him more recently, he he looks kind of creepy now. Um, Now he's been in prison all these years, but. uh, That can't help. Yeah, it doesn't help. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't really make you look good yeah i I mean mean, sometimes you lose weight but true that too (laughs) or you can beef up because you're out in the (laughs) go out in the yard yard lifting weights and stuff um so uh irene starts getting like irritated with maddie because he won't let the maids in the room she'd like to keep a clean house weird too Um, um although when i'm in hotels now i'm like no yeah, I don't want you. In I don't there. want you in there. Yeah, yeah, I usually put the little sign. Do not disturb. Do not disturb. D N D. Yep. Um, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. I, Dungeons, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Um, we played a game in here. Yeah, I remember that game. That was yeah. fun. Um, LARPing. No, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> Tangent. But, <laughs> um. One of the other things Irene didn't like was that she had rented the room out to him, but he constantly had a second guest. (laughs) Who would that be? A woman, an older (laughs) woman. A creepy woman. Staying in the room with him. Um, And she had security cameras, I guess, in her building so she could see who was coming and going. I mean, she was an older lady, so that was part of her security. And that was like before the day of cameras everywhere yeah like ring and stuff yeah yeah this lady had her shit together man she wasn't playing around so um she starts getting more mad at him and they they start having some disagreements uh she turns off uh the phone service in the room and then starts eviction proceedings because she wants to get rid of him right she doesn't like him he's creeping her out um, well, plus, didn't she call the mutual friend? He's like, I don't know that guy. Yeah, he she called, and yeah, and he confirmed he didn't know who that person was. And she's like, okay, shit smells. You have to no good. You're yeah. a no good, Nick. You need, <laughs> <laughs> you need to get the fuck out. I'm done with you. Um, so shortly afterwards, though, Irene disappears. Right. Yes. That's the maids weird. show up. They can't find her. They haven't seen her. Um, since early in the morning and something's wrong with that because that's not normal for her because uh, normally she was like uh, I mean she's an extrovert she would tell right. them you know she was going to go somewhere uh-huh. that sort of thing um, so they call the business manager he comes over and he's like yeah something's wrong um, they call the police and um, they start investigating because they're like this is not normal for her something's wrong uh-huh. um, police show up but there's no signs of struggle. There's no blood, no body, and no Manny. Manny's disappeared. I can't find Manny. And they kind of feel like he had something to do with it, right? Uh-huh. Um, so uh, the, what's happening or coinciding with them trying to investigate what happened to Irene on the other side of town, um, Mrs. Kimes, Sante, Shante, Shante. Uh, and her son Kenny are getting arrested at that very same moment um, because uh, they were in possession of a stolen vehicle and it was uh, outside of the New York Hilton on July 5th. Um, They were arrested there. And uh, one of the police officers um, puts two and two together 
Manny and uh, what's happening with the Irene situation. And they actually call over to the other precinct and is like, hey, <laughs> we think we have some. We think there's a connection here. And shit just starts blowing up from there. Um, Who'd they steal the car from? Uh, I believe it was David's car, I think. So, like, after they murdered David and oh. shoved him into a dumpster over there, they, I think, took, took his, his car, car and took off and went to New York. And then, um, right. okay, you know, commissioned this other con. Uh, but weren't they trying to steal that building from Irene? Yes. Yeah, it was an elaborate scheme that they had put together to steal her, right, cause they, her building. They, like, pretended that Shantae was her and she was sick and they had, like, a notary come over. Yeah, Yeah, dude. So, um... So be glad you have to sign all these papers, right? That <laughs> <laughs> you have to... You have to show all these... Jump through all these freaking hoops when you buy property. Do all these checks and balances yeah. to make sure somebody didn't kill you. I take it all you. back. Bureaucracy <laughs> is good. I mean, apparently they figured out that the mother-son duo had been tracking her every movement and spying and investigating her finances right. before they had uh, started doing their whole um, con, art- con artist scheme. Um, so when they were arrested, NYPD detectives and FBI agents found identification belonging to Irene Silverman in a black vinyl bag that Shante had or was carrying. Um, they had her passport or something. A search of the Lincoln Town Card turned up a power of attorney forms with Silverman's forged signature, social security cards in her name. The police also found in the car a Glock 9mm handgun, an empty box for a stun gun, a box of 22 caliber rounds, plastic handcuffs, two packages of syringes, and a Pink liquid later determined to be, and I'm probably going to screw up the name of this, um, flucha, flu, fluna trizepam. trizepam. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sedative, um, hypnotic. Where'd they get that? Fuck, I don't know. Approximately 10 times more powerful than Valium. In a gym bag that Shante had um, checked at the Plaza Hotel, the police found a notarized deed with Silverman's forged signature transferring ownership of her mansion to Atlantic Atlantis Group, which was a cell, uh, shell corporation owned by Sante Kimes. Yeah, dude, it's this is fucking so sticky, man. Yeah. Um, but and they were like, what? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Basically, when you watch the interviews with them, both mother and son say, no, no, no. She was getting sick. Um, she wanted us to take over right. the building. Why you just want random people Some you don't know? Some fucking strangers that you don't know. What? And I'd like to add, people, Irene Silverman was, like, in healthy condition at right. this time. And there was not nothing wrong with her. Mentally. She, she didn't have dementia. <laughs> no Alzheimer's. Her and friends, this fucking bitch was a scammer from day one. Yeah. So, uh, come on. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> You know exactly <laughs> Take what you away were doing. your poutine. <laughs> <laughs> you rest in poo. <laughs> no teen. Essentially, after they arrest them, they start figuring out that they're wanted all over the country. Right, because they're pieces of shit. Yes. The FBI had been tracking them for several months. Um, They've been looking for them. Uh, Florida, the police there, they were investigating them for check fraud and auto theft. Police in Nevada. 
were after them for suspected arson and insurance fraud. The L.A. Police Department wanted them for questioning in the murder of David Kasdan, a 63-year-old businessman who was found in a dumpster uh, at a or near a Los Angeles International Airport on March 14, 1998. He was shot in the head. Um, and the police in the Bahamas had also been looking for them in connection with the di- disappearance of that banker that I was talking uh-huh. about. So he disappeared in 1996. So they shot David in 1998, um, in March of 1998, and then killed Irene in, I think, June of 1998, I believe is when she... That was a busy, busy year for them. Oh, Jesus, dude. They were fucking on a roll. Um and of course, but they didn't kill her. And to this day, her body's never been found. Right. That's, That's the I'm sad saying. part. Like, what's going on? Where what did they, they do with her? Do? Yeah. Probably the river. I, I don't know. So. I have no idea. I found that to be incredibly sad because I was like, poor Irene, man. Right. That shit happened to her. And then we don't know where she's at. That kind of thing. They couldn't have been, they couldn't have taken her body far though because they were like at brunch or something the next day. So yeah. They got arrested. So. Yeah. It couldn't be too far, but there's, you know, the rivers. Right I'm with there. you. I was like, where could they have placed her body? Because it, I don't think they could have taken it very far. Um, I mean, they were still in the city um, and fought, like found not too long after she disappeared and stuff like that. So I'm like, where did they put her? Yeah. And um, they, they never confessed, right? Yeah, they because they're well, like no body, no murder. That's what they're hanging all their hope on. In the beginning, that's what they were saying, right? Um, and then, uh, <laughs> oh, little Kenny, um, you know, the government basically took him and was like, "Hey, bro, here's the thing: <laughs> you're going up the river." <laughs> We can uh, we can give you the death sentence or we can give you a life sentence in prison. Which would you rather have? And Kenny was like, mm, I'll take a life sentence, please. So um, they basically were found guilty of okay. Irene Silverman's murder. But he never said, yeah, we did it. Um, they kind of stood by the fact that they didn't kill her for a long time. Um, they really never confessed to killing her. They, cause the body's never turned up. Right. Yeah. Um, I think later Kenny kind of came out and said, yeah, they did it, but his mom made him. And I kind of agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I get it that he did horrible things, but the mom just so like ruined him. He didn't have a chance. Yeah, um, I'm not saying that that excuses his. No, 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 one hundred percent. Because I do think there was some ultimate manipulation going on, and um, I'm sure that she was, if she was abusing and torturing other people and doing the stuff that she was doing. Right. Chances are she was doing similar stuff. Yeah, uh, course of control over him. To, to mold him and get him to do the things that she wanted him to do. Uh-huh. Um, I've watched more recent interviews with him. I do think that he's basically damaged at this point. For sure. I don't foresee him ever being able to, like, get out and be, like, a regular good person. Yeah. He just looks like he's... It's... Too late. Yeah. So, um, they were, again, found guilty of Irene's murder. Um, and then you know, uh, tried in California for uh, Mr. Kasdan's murder. 
because he was found in a dumpster and uh, Kenneth basically said or pled guilty in 2003 and got a life sentence and said, yes, um, him and his mother had planned his killing. She sent him to do the job. He actually testified that he shot him in the back of the head at close range and that somebody at a homeless shelter helped him dispose of the body in the dumpster. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that person never told anyone else. I I mean, I guess. Bullshit. I don't know. Bullshit. I, I don't know. the mom helped. Probably. But he didn't want to. But he didn't want to dime her out. I mean, they had For this, lack of a better term. I mean, they had a weird relationship. They did. So he. I, he was like protecting her. I think so. Um, she'd be like, it was him. <laughs> I mean, when you watch interviews of her, like while she was in prison or whatever, I mean, she still stood by the fact that they never killed anybody um, and that they were Psycho trying to help Irene path. out. Oh, yeah. Help her right into the grave. Yeah, basically like fucking oh, God, man. Yeah, she was just a bad person. I don't even know like what made me think of her to bring this up. I don't know, dude, but I like the more I dug down into it, the more I was like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, she just kept getting more and more evil as I was like getting into it. And then when you actually see her uh, like recordings of her and um, so matter of fact, yeah, listen to her talk and stuff. I was like, this lady's fucked up. Like she's a bad person. Um, But she died. She did. Uh, So she her and um, Kenny were sentenced to uh, around 125 years in prison on June 27, 2000. And then, of course, they were also sentenced to life um, for uh, Kasdan's murder. Um, so, uh, you know, they never found the banker, um, Saeed. We don't know where he's at. Um, they probably killed him. Of course. We don't know where Irene's at. Um, like I said, one of the um, maids that worked at the house also went missing. Nothing's ever been said about her. Um, so that's up for debate. She's committed tons and tons of fraud over the years. She's a con artist. Uh, It's just kind of crazy um, what she did throughout her lifetime and then got her son to do with her. Uh, It's really sad. Um, So she was at the Bedford Hills Correctional Facility for Women in New York. Um, Her projected release was March 3rd. 2,119. <laughs> right around the corner, everyone. <laughs> right around the corner. <laughs> um, she actually died at the age of 79 in 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No poutine for you. No poutine for you, In fact, Shante. you don't even get rest. <laughs> I hope you get no rest. <laughs> Um, Kenneth is still in prison, uh, in San Diego, and that's probably where, where he'll be for the rest of his life. Uh, like I said, um, when you go out and look at some of the more recent interviews, um, he, too damaged. Yeah, he just looks damaged. Uh, and then, um, there are some cases where he just, he looks mean too. Yeah. Well, Angry I mean, and he's mean. He's half a crazy person. So yeah. That can't be good. Um, uh, and then who knows what his mom did to him. Exactly. I have no idea. Um, she's, there's obviously something wrong with her. And, uh, 
I mean, we'll post documentaries and stuff like that. That uh, and the movie with the Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> you can watch it on YouTube. Yes, you can watch <laughs> Which it on is YouTube. What I did. It was like a lifetime movie. I think that they I had did. seen it like way back in the day. I mean, it was crazy because I was like, uh, I knew her from or knew of her anyways from a picture I had seen of another documentary, and I don't know if it was like. Something that I was reading about or something I was watching, but um, it, it was, was probably on a true crime show. It could have been uh, like snapped. Basically, that she <laughs> Dateline that she um, dropped in on this party with her husband, and nobody knew who she was. She was like this gorgeous stranger that was captivating and she everybody. Kind of looked like Elizabeth Taylor. She did. She said. was beautiful. Yeah. Um. So that's where I remember seeing her from, and that's a picture I posted to our Instagram. Uh, but you should have uh, found where she looked ugly. Oh, fuck, dude, <laughs> she's an ugly but person, died, though. So. Um, I mean, the stuff that she did was just insane. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just had a hard time as I was digging into her, figuring out like what she had done ultimately, like. You know, all the arson, the insurance fraud, um, mortgage fraud, it, the slavery stuff that she did. Like, like, just one of those is bad enough, but she did all this shit. All and she would just shoplift for fun. Oh, yeah. Like, just just because she could. Yeah. Um, why not? Unfucking believable. Um, this lady is not a good person. Yep. She deserved to be in prison. And, of course, she died there. So, um, and I feel bad because Irene, her body was never discovered. Saeed, we don't know what happened to him. Right. So, um, and they never copped to Saeed. Uh, Which, why not? They didn't want another life sentence tacked on. I get, well, you're not fucking going anywhere. 1119 was far enough. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, 2119. 2119. They were like, um, yeah, we don't know that guy. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Uh, you're not getting out. Newsflash. <laughs> um, <laughs> Confess. Well, and I know, like, so Kent, older, bro- uh, older son slash brother, um, he's wrote a book about his mom um, and just like the kind of person she was. We all know. And she he's sucked. done. He's done some interviews about her, and uh, he's basically he's the one that had that dream that she killed him. Yes, and um, also talks about his brother and how she corrupted him. Yeah, that's what um, I'm saying. So it, it's very interesting to hear what he has to say about the whole situation. Um, he probably feels great that he got out when he did, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that concludes... <laughs> Another happy tale. This fucking white-collar <laughs> crime episode on Shot Times. <laughs> Oh, um, God. You know, one less grifter in the world, okay? That will uh, bright side it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus, fuck, man. That shit was crazy, dude. I know. When I started looking her up, I was like, wow. This wow. is a bad lady. Bad lady. Definitely uh, a psychopath. Yep. Um, 100%. Because something was off with that bitch. <laughs> something was off. From early on. Okay? <laughs> Even her mom was like, you're scary. Get out. <laughs> her mom and sister were like, leave. <laughs> Don't come back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Oh, my God. 
Anyways, um, who knows what our next uh, tale will be? I know. We'll have to discuss it, figure Mm. it out. Um, You know, like and subscribe. Leave us some comments. Uh, Email us, olddirtybenches at (laughs) gmail.com. Email us. Yeah, send us a line, man, something. You could just type a line (laughs) and email it to us, and that would make us laugh. Um, You know, it's whatever. But uh, even if you don't like us, Drop us a line. Yeah, because we'll get a laugh out of that. We will. We will. We don't care. We'll read it out loud. We think we're funny. And <laughs> <laughs> we enjoy chatting with each other and putting it out there. Um, yeah, so hit us up. Let us know. Um, we appreciate you listening. Oh, intro song. Good co. Yeah, yeah. Good, good co. co. They're um, good. <laughs> we appreciate good you. Co. Yes. <laughs> and that concludes this episode. That's right. Thanks, everybody. And uh, do better. Do better. Tighten up those ethical bouts. <laughs> and don't kill anyone. Don't. Yeah. Fucking don't <laughs> kill anybody. Avoid the shredder. If it comes out, say oh, keep my away. shit. And leave. Yep. Okay. All right, everybody. Okay. Bye. See you later.